Get ready for Dead Beat Radio. Laying around home alone on a rainy night like this. That's right. It's time for Dead Beat Radio. One more session, but a little different, as you can tell from the opening music. It's our first time in our new studio and our permanent new home here in Outlander Media Network. We're going to be the same unfiltered unbiased unnecessary show we've ever been but with our new home and our new studio which is awesome by the way uh and what is not new is uh terry snow with us as always who has made every bit of this happen so round of applause for you sir uh good to be here lance i'm glad you're finally recording in the new studio yeah, we've uh, been off for a while a little hiatus but yeah. job stuff moving stuff it for happens sure, for sure we life have, yeah. life finds a way to get in the way that's for sure. So, uh, yeah, it's been about a month, but we're uh, about to go back to back and get it yeah, rolling. Yeah, we got a ton of stuff coming up, but we have a lot of fun coming up today because uh, I got somebody I've been wanting to get on for a while, a friend of mine, to, uh, uh, I would say a local burlesque icon. That is fair. Oh, you're sweet. Uh, Miss Bratty Von Beaverhausen, a.k.a. Jennifer Brantley Ferris. How are you doing? Hi, Lance Adams. So Long time no see. Yeah, yeah. We, we used to work together a lot time. and then again have uh, the kind of just not get a chance to be, see each other. So this was fun on uh, a personal level and uh, to talk burlesque because I, I love the art and got a chance to do it again last night for the first time in a while. Oh, well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm super excited <coughs> and my uh, other comedic friends are jealous. Very well, jealous. We will, right uh, we will take that as a compliment. Uh, so if people are jealous you're on the show and they're not, that means we're doing something right so i'm excited about that but uh, you've been busy you got a lot of stuff going on burlesque wise right i do right now nice well we want to give a chance to get all that plug but uh let's uh let's just chit chat and see what's going on so how have you been what's uh what's new outside of the world of uh pasties outside of the world of pasties <laughs> um i just had my first grandchild i heard yes yeah. uh she turns a year uh next month and uh, that's been my world right now but we still uh, get the burlesque in. How, how old is your, say, youngest child? She's 17. 17. Yeah. So it's been 17 years since you've been back to that. Yeah, since I've had a baby. How is uh, how is that as a transition? You know, the grandparenting thing, it's everything they say it is, is it? because you can spoil the shit out of them yeah. and then just let them go home. Um, but she's We live a, with my parents. They can't do that. She's a great kid. Um, you know, diaper changing hasn't changed. <coughs> In 17 years. I can say the only thing that's really changed is the fucking car seats. Yeah. It's ridiculous. They're complicated. I can't believe you can't sell one used. It's like, man, it's perfect. Why can't I do this? I have bought three of them, and I had to take two back. Oh, my God. I finally just got one that's that's just right that I can figure out. I mean, if this one didn't work, I was just going to strap it to the We're past the car seat stage now, thank goodness. Sydney still has to use a booster. But I remember when it, when Silas was born and, and all of it's new and you're getting all this stuff and you're you know, going to Baby's Rust and you're buying this and then you never use half of it. And then by the second time you come around, you're like, fuck that. Just nobody needs a wet, warm wipe. Just get a wipe. You know, it's <laughs> like, I don't need a special trash can for diapers. Just fucking take the trash out. Well, you know, like, I have four girls. Okay. So by the time you have your third one, you mean you let the third one play with fire yeah, after we, that. So, yeah. yeah. We just had the two. Uh, but uh, I remember when Silas, it was neat because he had this stroller that the car seat clipped into. Right? Have you seen yeah. this guy? And then there was a base in the car seat. Once it was attached, you just clipped it into that. And that's it. That's and that was, all you it did. was great. And then as he got older, the car seat part came out and it just became a regular stroller. And I was like, 
Oh, you this, paid some high dollar money I for that. I think it was a gift because we wouldn't have. It had to have been a gift from somebody, <laughs> an in-law or somebody. We wouldn't have done that. But it was brilliant. And it I don't know if you've looked at the pricing of car seats, but I saw one that was, no lie, it was seven ninety nine. dollars It was $800. All baby products. It doesn't matter what it is. Do you love your child that much to buy an $800 car seat? Not by number two, that's for sure, and on. <laughs> I mean, by number one, you might think you do. And then by number two, you're like, look, that one on the side of the road looks good. Grab it. Yeah. Because you can't. Did you know that, Terry, you can't resell a car seat? I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, I know you've got a little one as well, but yeah, you can't. Like, we put one in a yard sale one time perfectly. It was great. I think it was actually the one from the whole thing. And somebody went, come up and said, hey, just FYI, you know that's illegal and you can't do that. I was like, what? And they were like, yeah. And the, the, apparently if they buy it and it gets hurt, you're responsible because it, it's like stupid. Uh, that's but, crazy. Uh, yeah, you cannot sell a used car seat. Okay, so what do you do with it? Uh, do you recycle them? Can't take do them they- to Goodwill. Um, I guess, uh, you know, throw them off the highway at people. It ends people. up in the ocean. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Choking <ocean>. sea turtles? <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Um, I was telling earlier, you know, like mentioned earlier, we used to do uh, some burlesque shows together because yes. we were doing a vaudeville troupe yes, that has since you. disbanded. And I, I want to get back into it. I love it. Last night I got a chance to do it with uh, a new um, uh, troupe in, in Johnson City, the um, Buxom Bells. I want to <gasps> give a big shout out to them. They were great. Uh, and I, it was good too. Again, I, the only one of them I knew was their leader, uh, Jim Brule. Love me love some it. Jim Brule. She's great. Um, and I felt very special because you, you actually are a part of this journey too. Um, um, I've known uh, um, Jim's alter ego, Aaron, for a while through Comedy um, Connection. She's friends with comedians, comes to commit comic shows. So she's been a friend of comedy. And we've been friends for a while on Facebook and a couple shows. And she came to a burlesque show that I was doing with you and your group, the Hellcat Hotties. Um, whoop, and whoop. Uh, yeah, big shout out to you guys as well. And she came to that show and was like, I, I want to start burlesque. And I, you were the person I introduced her to. And now she's got her own troupe and she's done her second show. And so I felt very, um, not not responsible, like I made this, but it was like nice to be a part of her journey. Yeah. And to just, just to be the old wizard who went, go look in the mountain, the answer's there. And she found her answer and it started a great troupe. There was about five girls there last night. It was awesome. We had a crowd of, I would say maybe 30 in a small theater that was Fucking time. I want to do comedy there so bad. Terry, yeah. You, yeah, Johnson City, are you familiar with the Main Street Theater? Uh, no, it, I'm It's not. new, I think, as this. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know where the um, Willow Tree Coffee House is? Yes, yes, I do It's know across that. the street and down oh, like okay. like one store. Okay. It's a great, and it's, it's a little box theater, um, like a cabaret style theater. So it's just a little box with chairs and tables, um, a nice little stage, um, good room. I mean, you could do live music there. They do drag shows, they said, um, but it was awesome. And the people that owned it, it's BYOB at the moment because they're, I guess, working on a license. They're that new. But no it was blue great. Loss. Yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, that means they could have shown some. Nobody did. Damn it. That's I don't did know. Did they, they not? Know. Well, hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know the blue laws. That's something we I want to uh, talk about. Um, yeah, let's talk about that. I want to talk about that. But um, they Bullshit. did a great show, and it was fun to be back. And the funny thing was, I never met any of these people, but Aaron, I walk in there and. Dude, again, I don't. I look like I shouldn't be legally allowed within fifty feet of some of these girls, and and they just let me backstage like like some gay best friend. There's like, nah, come on, and then, you know, it's great to be in this environment. It, it's it's it is sexual, but part of burlesque. And one of the things I want want to talk about is it's sexual, but it's it's still classy and art. And so even backstage, it's just theater people. Hey, we're all changing. You know, yeah. Locker room. It's like you've seen a titty before, right? And it's like, yep. I mean. I, I love it because for me, um, as a, an old man without a lot left to live for in that department, it's the closest I'll ever get to having an affair is getting to work at burlesque show. Because um, it's like, I know I love titties. 
and I can look at all of them. I can't I've never play met with a any man of them. Who didn't. Exactly. I can't play with any of them, but I can look at all of them and they're going to show them to me and that's great and I can enjoy they will, that. And you will appreciate them showing them to I you. Like like the angels that they are. Um, and so I, I do, but it's fun. It's um, it's kitschy, and I love that about it. It's classy. It's sexy. Because people always ask, what is burlesque? And so... That was a question that was brought up this morning, and um, yeah. I said it was performance art stripping was yeah, probably the fair. best way that I could describe it. But um, somebody also said that it's body positivity. I think so. You know, um, you're putting yourself out there. You're making yourself vulnerable. Um, that is one of the things people. I wanted to bring up. But um, so when when people do ask you what is burlesque, um, do they come with a preconceived notion or do they come with a blank page? Most people kind of uh, generalize it with the movie burlesque with Cher and yeah. Christina Aguilera. Is that any good? Uh, is that accurate? I mean, is know, that the 50 Cher's shade? good. I is love that, Is that the, the burlesque equivalent? To BDSM's Fifty Shades of Grey, is that is that the equivalent? That's a great way to put it. Okay. Yes, okay. it is. You're on you're on the ball right now, Lance. Yes, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's not that glamorous. Got it. Got it. And you got um, a bunch of blue laws that you got to put up with. And that wasn't even mentioned. But I guess not. Does everywhere have blue laws? That's state by state, it right? Is state by state. Um, so in the state of Tennessee, blue laws are you um, you cannot show your under boob. Which is under boob, okay. Which is I, I know what an under boob is, but please feel free please, to give us the scientific legal description. Um, your under boob is from the bottom of your nipple okay. to where your boob um, <coughs> lies onto your your chest. Okay, so basically from nipple to boob pit. Yes. Okay. Yeah, to that little crease. Is right boob there. pit a word? Did I just invent it's that? It's not, but you just invented it. I mean, it's right. it's fair. A boob pit. Yeah, uh, so from nipple to boot pit. Okay. Yes. So you and got that. What does any of the chest half of boot pit count? Or is it just the boob it's part? It's just the boob got part. It. Just the boot pit. And How then you can't you show that? side boob. Or side boob. Okay. Um, most people wear an underbra, an which under is bra. just you've cut the cups to wear. Just a it, wire. Yeah. Yeah, it'll got just it. come out right there. Okay. And then, um, of course, you can't pasties show. Pasties for nipples. Right. That's yeah, a big one. You got to have pasties. You can't show your uh, your vortex. Yeah. Define define yeah. vortex. Um, I mean, like we're we're unfiltered yeah. here, so it's okay. <laughs> you're fupa. You're you oh, pussy. Okay. You can't you're right, show right, okay. your pussy. Well, obviously, I knew that. I knew that. But like, is there a, like a height line? How do they, every woman's built different? Do they? How do they determine True. that? True. Um, is it like you know, if there's some muff poking out of the top, we're out. Um, you know, no, it has to be like from from pretty much your your hip line. Okay on down okay and you can you have to um also cover the crack of your ass the actual up crack. to yes and on the way down up to three inches on both sides oh i've broke that myself oh definitely i've broke that i did i broke that when i did rob halford from judas priest because i literally um i did um uh, we did the roast of axel rose i've told the story on the show a thousand times but we did the roast of axel rose mm -hmm. and i was um rob halford from judas priest at the time i had my head shaved so i was the bald guy for every roast and anybody who knows rob halford knows he is the bdsm metal leather daddy inventor for rock and roll he's yes. the reason every heavy metal guy has a leather jacket and a, a spiked belt that's mm -hmm. just he is that person and so it's iconic and i i again 
grew my goatee a little bushier, spray painted it black. I had the aviators. Lindsay had sharpied the tattoos on the side of the head, um, the lightning bolt, the the smiley face on the other to be funny. I had my le- my shirt, my leather tie, my leather jacket, my fingerless gloves. I had my chaps. I had everything, um, and I had worn this long. How hot were you? Oh, dying! I'm not done. <laughs> I've got another layer to go, um, and so I wore this long black overcoat again very rob halford and i had the um like captain's harley hat on yeah and so all night long it, it comes my time to go and very very queen i stand up and i take the hat off and i mean i make i make an entrance again if you're rob halford if you're a gay icon metal icon and this is your moment i make an entrance do people right? lose their shit oh it gets better i take off the hat i take off the jacket i walk to the podium that's when the comedians realize I've cut the bare ass out of my jeans and my chaps. And I literally left nothing but the hem. So I clearly did not do the three-inch blue law. There's no way. I mean, like, it's bare ass. The comedians all start dying. The audience has no idea what's going on. I can't really start. I've got away from it. Calm down. And again, I, I prompted. I was like, oh, you people mind. I haven't even told them the first joke yet. I don't want to make an ass out of myself. They start cracking up. Audience has no idea. So I play it for a while. Do my set. Pepper it with great gay jokes. I mean, very classic, very classy. This is an icon. I get done with my set. I step out from the podium. I bow to the audience. I turn and bow to the dais. The audience gets the call back because basically I'm mooning the audience. Brilliant. But again, now that I know, illegal as hell. Because uh, I, when they serve beer there, I uh, I clearly broke broke blue laws. I guess another thing is it seems like that men can get away with that. Some things, some women. things, yeah, I guess too. In that kind of environment, they're not looking for a blue law to be broke because that's just a surprise stupidity thing. Versus, yeah. hey, we're here to get rowdy, and I guess that the origin origin of blue laws a lot of them are, are religious and dumb and even for somebody who's a christian i think it's stupid you know you can't Ten- be- tennessee's are archaic it's from 1938 totally agree, totally agree. um and like I, again i'm a christian i believe in jesus i don't think that jesus has anything to do with me buying a beer on saturday night and having it sunday versus buying it sunday and having it sunday i think that is dumb i think that is just absolutely stupid um and i think that is ridiculous i don't see any point i get like you can't have alcohol so close to a school Got it. I understand. Even today, Got it. I understand that. You know, especially high school. All right? I get that. That one makes perfect sense. Alcohol, you don't want people bumming. And so though the length from schools, churches, who cares? That's dumb. Even as a Christian, if you put a convenience store right next to my church, I don't give a shit. That means nothing to me. But a school, I get. Okay? But again, can't buy it on Sunday. That is dumb. That is just dumb. And and when they they started selling beer and, and uh, not beer but uh, liquor wine? on Sunday and wine, oh. or yeah, liquor stores can be open on on Sunday yeah. now. And my mom was like, oh, "That's just awful. That's just awful." I was like, "Why?" I just I think that Sunday should mean something. I was like, "Correct. It should mean <laughs> something to you." But you should not be allowed to force your beliefs on the person who doesn't give a shit and wants to go get plowed on Sunday. There's nothing wrong Lance, with that. Lance, are you a libertarian? Are we going to talk that? <sighs> we typically don't. I get labeled that I don't want to talk politics. We don't. We don't. But we're open to all opinions. But we can. We can. Um, one I, time. I, I'm not... I'm not consider myself a libertarian, but Vinnie Vineyard tried to convince me very hard that apparently I was. <laughs> um, and I've heard it said many times that a libertarian is just a Republican with a bong. And so I guess maybe a I'm, gun and a bong. Okay. Uh, right. I, I consider myself a right wing conservative. That's mm-hmm. what I, and I, and I, I, but I'm not an idiot. I don't think uh, my view should be forced on you. I just, I have my opinion on what's right and wrong and what, you know, when it comes to, you know, taxes, government size, what's your outreach. To me, typically, my belief is stay the fuck out of my life. 
I'll stay the fuck out of yours. The government will pave our roads, teach our kids, and protect our borders. Preach and that's about it. it. You know, it's like, um, I'll, I'll, I'll pay a high sales tax on the things I buy. You stay the fuck out of my paycheck. And that way, if I want to participate in the system, I can. But if I want to grow my own vegetables, guess what? I don't have you robbing my money every two weeks when I'm taking care of myself. And that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I'm a firm believer in fuck who you want to fuck. Doesn't mean nothing to me. Marry who you want to marry. Doesn't affect mine. You want to fuck. I think we have a few basic rules. We've said this before. Um, don't uh, fuck anybody who doesn't want to be fucked. I think that's pretty fair. Yeah. Right. Um, try not to fuck your cousin. I think that one's okay. And uh, don't fuck little kids. I think past that, f- whatever you want. But those and, three. And don't fuck animals. Um, I, I think mean, that one's fair. I think that was fair. That's that's a know, good one to add to the list. They didn't consent. To that's that. that's uh, well, that falls under don't fuck anybody that doesn't want to be fucked. <laughs> So that's covered. That's covered. That, there's a precedent for that. But past that, and I think we all agree on those, I don't care what you do, and I don't want you to care what I do. With my bedroom, my kitchen, don't tell me how much salt to eat. That's not my government's place. I'll drink how much fucking soda I want. I'm an adult. I'll shoot what I want to shoot, smoke what I want to smoke. You just, again, protect my borders, teach my kids, make sure there's a school there. And if you don't, that's fine. We'll build schools in the private sector. That's fine. But what I do have to have you do is defend my borders and pave my roads. And that's about it. Print some money when you can. That'd be nice. Uh, you know, that'd be that'd be real good. Um, and I, I'm okay with small, you know, we need a library. Cool. Government can run a library. I'm cool with that. So there's exceptions, but all in all, stay the fuck out of my life and I'll stay out of yours. So I get labeled libertarian a lot, but I still tend to fall to the right of most libertarians on some things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm still a believer in it's not my place to tell you what to believe. It's not my place to shove it down your throat. I believe what I believe. I vote what I want to vote. And um, we can talk about it when it's in context or the conversation, but there's no need to be a dick to somebody because they don't agree. And that's just me with, again, religion, politics. Hear somebody out, listen to them, and, and politely go, you know what? Thank you. I don't agree, but that's a well-spoken thought, and I appreciate you presenting it. I might learn something. I might not, but at least listen and, and hear the other person out and go, cool. I don't, I don't, I don't agree, but right on. And I think that's the, the, the best, best of what we can ever do. That's what I try to do is give people the benefit of the doubt and listen to their side of it. And, you know, if it meshes with me, that's cool. If it doesn't, that's cool, too. So I'm not a even as a Christian right wing conservative blue laws are dumb. I mean, that's just that's one of those things that that's like, no, we we're way the people on my side. And again, if you're liberal and left wing, there are morons on your side, too, making you look bad. That's why we have joke fodder as well on our side. Mm hmm. And even on, you've seen my comedy before. I don't do political comedy. That's not my thing. Because again, to me, that's me pushing my views on you. And that's not what I want to do in political conversation or in comedy. So I don't do political humor. But um, I just, I've never been that way. But there are morons on both sides who give each other side fodder. There's morons everywhere. And so it's like. I don't believe anything I, I don't believe anything I read. No. I really hardly believe anything that I see on TV. (laughs) If I don't see it with my own eyes. I'm not gonna believe it. Um, my my mom, I use her as a reference. She's the the just that weird again. You know, you make us look real bad, mom, because she's that. And this is a funny example that I'll give, and she'll never listen to this, so it won't matter. Um, there was a, a movie uh, about Moses that came on, and I'm a firm believer in the Bible's a cool book. There's a lot of great stories, a lot of great parables, songs. You know, good lessons to live by. I don't think God picked up a pen and wrote it. I'm not an idiot, right? You can be as inspired as you want to believe it is. And again, mm-hmm. beliefs are like that. They're personal. They should be yours. You stand by them. Mm-hmm. 
for me, I believe in God, in Christ, in the Bible. Um, and I know I'm the exception because I also believe in the word fuck and, and free belief and, and opinion and, and free will. And so, but I do. And so my mom is just this weird stickler to it. So she's watching this, this movie Moses. And there's a scene apparently where they're going to fight the Egyptians mm-hmm. and they start handing out armor and swords. And she's just like, I just, that's just, that's so wrong. I just don't. And I, just, I was like, what? She was like, it never mentions in the Bible they handed out weapons. And that's just, that's not the story. And I, I had to go stop. Honey, how did you think they fought? So I had, I, and honestly, Rocks. and I said, let me ask you something. I said, do you remember that scene in the Hobbit movie where they're about to fight <laughs> the dragon and they just have all the men and kids lined up handing out? It's like. You don't think that's how it really goes in those moments? As like Braveheart, they just start lining people up, hand anybody weapons. That's that that that's real. She's like, well, it wasn't in the Bible. And I said, Mom, did it say anywhere in the Bible they stopped to take a piss? Because you know they did that too, right? And that's the kind of logic to me that you have to have, even as a, as a believer, to have some form of sense about yourself. Because like she doesn't. And it's like, it doesn't say they stopped to pee, but they did. And so you're going, this other thing that's just as realistic and just as human nature is to arm yourself in battle isn't written. It's like, Mom, you know man wrote this. It's as inspired as you want it to believe it is. It's a book. And then from there, here's the dumb thing. Translated by bajillion people from another bajillion languages over a bajillion years to make it to us. And you want to think you are texting jesus himself and he's responding in it's not that way it's a great book but here's the do you worship god or barnes and noble it's a book mom it's a book that's it and any you know good christian knows that man is flawed yeah and (laughs) exactly we are all sinners so i you you and i disagree a little bit on the the bible so much but um I like your, I like your stance. Yeah, on, and that's just. I, but like I, I love the way she was just like, no, it didn't say it. It wasn't no. I can't stand that 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 side of of our team, as it were, <laughs> quote unquote. Uh, but um, I, I kind of just stick to myself on that stuff. Keep it personal. I, we we talk about it on the show once in a while, but it's not my thing. I'd rather talk about music then why comedy. are we talking about it well i was in this case i'd rather talk about titties and that's one of my titties. favorite things um how long have you been doing burlesque um i started this will be my fourth year, fourth year. i started in done it long when i met you i guess it was a 2015 okay i started we met i guess the year after so yeah um, i started with the follies girls and um that was turned into marble city performance company mm-hmm. and i think that's where I we kind of met. Ooh, ooh is where ah, we met yes. with Ooh, yes. And then um, I left them to go to Ooh Review, mm-hmm. and that's where we met and worked with. They wanted to do a vaudeville-style show, so they had comedians, magicians, hula hoopers. And I really enjoyed those shows. I did, too. I think it's great. I think it's a great concept. I think that's the fun thing about burlesque because it has a sideshow-esque vibe to it that works well. You know, it, there's a, a great... Um, Again, a kitsch to it that I think works well with when you do mix it with whether it's fire eaters or magicians and hula hoopers or singers and, mm-hmm. and into this vaudeville style show. I think it's great. I love it on its own too, but I think that's a great place for it. Um, one of the things you mentioned earlier was body positivity. And again, I know the rules on what you can and can't ask. So I'll let the people at home do the math. How old were you when you started four years ago? Oh, wow. You're going to so make me do math You can't now? ask anybody, uh, woman, how old they are, but you can ask them how old they were when stuff me, happened. I don't care. So, no, no. This, I got to play by the rules, and this is far more fun. But you can ask them how old they were when things happened and work back from there. There's a point to this. Okay. We are not, 
by any means would people think perfect imagery you know of what a, a body should be or or an age should be and and the cool thing about burlesque is nobody cares age means nothing burlesque nothing. legends in their 90s still tour and and there are again the smoking hot young victoria's secret model type people doing it there are grandmas doing it moms yeah, but, doing yeah, but it if you have everybody. dead eyes i mean come on you know. no t- even typically anybody who gets into burlesque came with i mean i'm sure there are exceptions but comes with a um, a reason to do it a, 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 there's a reason they were attracted to this instead of something else so all body types come all shapes and they're all welcome and it's not it's not frowned on at all it's very um accepted in a way that almost nothing else is in the world i mean it's crazy it's crazy um did you feel fear to start at just again at, at that age to be uh, you know cr- about to be a grandma not too far in the future not to be again the victoria's secret model not to be what everybody thinks you should be were you terrified no okay let me tell you why yeah <laughs> that's all um great i have always called burlesque or any of my performance art um my midlife crisis okay i was 44 when i started okay and I just wanted to do something. You know, I'm, I've been a performer or I've had the acting bug for many, many years and just never did anything with it. Got married twice, had kids, you know, just did what I was supposed to do. Life got in the way. Yeah. And um, after my second divorce, I decided that I was going to do what I wanted to do and met this great guy and we started seeing each other and I started doing burlesque and um, it, it's all just kind of meshed together and I love it. My main thing is, I just want to entertain you. Mm-hmm. I want to make you laugh. Yep. Um, I just want to see a smile on your face. I don't need any other validation other than that. I mean, there. But as far as being scared, no. I mean, you do get a little bit of stage fright up there, and um, you. What actually scares me is. I see so much talent in Knoxville. Yeah, it's great. And I just, I'm like. I'm not as good as that girl. Like, like that girl's got some mad ass talent. Um, so that's when I get a little nervous is I compare myself to others, which don't do. I think that's good. I think don't that, do. Well, not comparing <laughs> yourself to others, but getting nervous. I think getting nervous yeah. is good. I think if you aren't nervous, you don't care anymore. Ah, uh, and it's a job. Yeah. Then. I've always yeah. said that when this becomes like work, I don't want to do it so, anymore. Again, stage fright is not a big deal for you anymore at all. Not really. And um, I have just recently, like within the past six months or so, got into drag and okay. doing male king mm-hmm. drag. Okay. And I can tell you, it's a whole nother world there. And I have no fear when it comes to that. Nice. I just get out there and act like a guy. Nice. And I love it. And so, I love working with men. So too. do you have a, 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 a male uh, alter ego as well? I do. What is um, that? His name is Colin Boutte. Colin Boutte. Yes. Nice. And uh, Colin is the uh, the daddy dom that I've always wanted to be. Daddy dom. Okay. 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 <laughs> so now, um, what, how did you find out about burlesque as far as getting started? Because I know you do, there are schools and academies and I and found it on classes. Facebook, okay. actually, and uh, got through there and took some private classes with um a person that shall not be named okay um and i just started out there but then the uh, the salome 
Cabaret Burlesque Academy Wonderful came up. Wonderful organization. Yes. I, I love uh, the, the Salome and Siren and all those those guys out there. They're, they're fantastic. So and, they're uh, a wonderful, I was like, wonderful organization. Well, I mean, if I'm going to do this and not just look at YouTube videos all the time and teach myself, I need to go to somebody who knows more than I do. <laughs> um, so took the classes. They welcomed me with open arms there. And I've been with Salome ever since and loving it. Nice. Salome is great. We're a, a great family. I have uh, been to a couple shows there and worked with uh, with the Knox Fringe, which is a great organization as well. Yeah, um, because there's a lot of cool things going on there. Knox Fringe does not just burlesque; it's uh, you know comedy and everything. So it's a, a great, not your mainstream art connection. Yeah. So I, I love, um, and uh, typically, I don't. I know there has been drama again. We he, they that shall not be named, as you mentioned. <laughs> um, I'm assuming uh, I know where you're speaking of, but um, I personally didn't encounter a lot of petty um uh toxic you know everybody that i met and even the people that were apparently toxic to other people were never toxic to me yeah but everybody that i've met has been great and a great spirit well i was gonna say when you mentioned uu i was like i've met some absolutely wonderful people that i've been given the chance yeah. to collaborate with danny winston oh you yeah. boston mccallan um Gail, Gail Grantham Moore, just some great people there. And um, now we're all working together. I'm going to do Danny's show next month at the Grove. Oh, the Grove is fantastic as always. Uh, Absolutely love that theater. Um, But uh, yeah, that's what I like. I I think that's the neat thing about burlesque is it like, um, like comedy in a way, it it does blend very well with other art forms. So let me ask you this. Do you like more classical burlesque or do you like more neo type burlesque? So let me make sure that I understand the difference. Okay. Okay. So now with classic burlesque, we're talking more of the imagery from the Cher movie, correct? Not necessarily, but more of the kind of like Vegas, the old style cabaret. Yeah. Yeah, um, The classic um, versus gown and glove versus rock music and 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 pop culture yeah. references yes. right um i would say that i i like the art the clothing and stuff from the classic burlesque because i love the corsets mm. and the the mm. boot i love that and that's pretty classic and i do but for humor wise i love the pop culture so i probably like the more modern stuff um and i i think it tends to be a little raunchier by nature than the original classic stuff. Maybe that's just my perception. Um, and I like that because, again, if you're going to have a sexual art, I still, even even up all the way up to porn, I want to enjoy it on that level. So if you're going to take burlesque and push it to the line, get the razor blade out. Let's cut that line as fine as we can, right? Let's get, for me, that's my taste. Um, and comedy's that way. So we're going to push the line and get raunchy and we're going to say the thing that's just about, almost about, we're going to do that. All right, well, let's get that razor blade. Let's take it as close as we can. Yeah. And so I guess I like the more modern burlesque. I love to do cartoon characters. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like I have a Tina Belcher act. Love it. I have a love Pam Poovy act that I am reviving and bringing back to. And that's uh, Pam from the Archer, right? Yes. Okay. Pam Poovy from Archer. And of course, um, Betty Bupkis and I did Rick and Morty. Right. Right. Which was legendary. <laughs> Last year we did like a, a gender bend to it. it. I've and seen it. it was, and, uh, 
We we are definitely happy to mention the lovely Betty Bupkis. Um, I have such the crush on her. She is amazing. Everybody She's, does. I know, I know, I know. She is best hits in town, Betty. <clears throat> you can say things I can't, but I'm so glad you did, and it's out in the open. Um, so yes, uh, I love her. And, and again, she, I, she has again a great pop culture sensibility to all her acts, and she she's so fun. Um, and again, you just everybody accepted me, just like one of the family right away. And I felt the love from from everybody that had been together before me. So as an outsider in a band or anything, you always have that. I'm I'm still just that guy. I'm not one of them. Nothing like that. When when you when the the Knox burlesque scene was introduced to me they were all like yep you're one of us now yeah and so uh, but the rick and morty was great uh that actually um we were talking off air earlier about um the wrestling show on last week that i had won where i did my blackjack cadillac character so one of the things we were doing was kind of a roast battle wrestling promo i'll take you this brother you know for for anybody who doesn't watch wrestling you know what i'm talking about in context and i i knew that it was just they were gonna ask us some questions and they always end with is there anything else you want to say about your opponent? And working with the wonderful Chris Bell, I knew we had the greatest match ever. And so I had rehearsed, the, and I, I said, you're damn right there is. You tell Casey Rush, you get your shit together. You get all your shit so it's together. You put it in a backpack. You t- If you got to take it somewhere, did the whole thing, the whole speech. Memorized the whole thing, did the whole thing. And it's so funny how, because that's one of my favorite Rick and Morty moments is get your shit together I have the summer. t-shirt, actually. It's absolutely brilliant. It's one of my favorite Rick and Morty moments. And it sounds so perfect as a wrestling promo. It's like, you get your shit together. You got to take it somewhere. You take it to a shit store and sell it. Donate it to a shit museum. I don't care, brother, what you do with it. You just get it together. All your shit. Get your shit together. And it was great. And that's like the mic drop moment. And again, I started and nobody really was on board at first. I was like, you get your shit together. You get it all together. All your shit. Put it in a backpack. The minute I hit, put it in a backpack. That's the moment like the crowd was with it. And the further I kept going with it, they were just on board so well. And I was like, brilliant brilliant it was one of the best things i did all night it was great so i like that i like the pop culture um because i'm i'm a kitschy pop culture guy i'm i'm truly like an old gay man deep inside uh uh, because that's just i love shtick and and kitsch and fun and so that's why again i like the the cartoon references because i love all pop culture music tv movies i love that stuff i'm that nerd i've always been that way and i think a lot of your choices reflect that you also are are that way that you're a pop culture just sponge i'm an 80s pop culture sponge like all my shit is uh together just in a backpack <laughs> taking it to the shit store shit on the floor because uh, i guess we're we're within 10 years age difference because I, I turned 43 this year so we're we're not a, a huge generational gap, um, yeah. so I, I guess you're my little brother. That's exactly, my sister's age. exactly. I was born in the '70s, but remember more of the '80s than anything. Um, I feel like Adam Goldberg. Do you watch the show The Goldbergs? Yes. I'm Adam I haven't Goldberg. lately, but yes. Um, I Adam's my age, almost perfect. So I'm Adam Goldberg. <laughs> so I guess you would be Erica, right? Is that, is that yeah. where you're at? Okay. Uh, I you know I love but I'm that. more like Beverly, really. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dude, Adam and I are almost spot on. I always laughingly say that, you know, I'm Bobby Hill as a kid. And that's true. I, that's, that's me to a spot T. But Adam has all these pop culture references where King of the Hill didn't make real references. Instead of Carrot Top, it's Broccoli Nose or whatever. Yeah. Adam Goldberg on the, the, the ABC sitcom, The Goldbergs, for anybody listening. Um, it's, a, it's a Wonder Years style comedy with Pat Oswalt doing the look back narration and it takes place in the eighties and, and all the references, every, like every movie Adam watches. It doesn't piss you off though. when they like, don't get an, a year right in the eighties. Yes. You're like, bitch that came like 12 there years a, before yes, that. There was a couple times that they had done it. Like I, they had done this whole like super eighties <laughs> thing. And then all of a sudden Adam busts out like the second Zelda on NES. And there, there was something else that they had done. And I was like, no, Nope, those don't come out. Till, Who's oh, not doing their research at ABC? Uh, it, was, it was a Mazda Miata. <laughs> uh, the, the uncle had bought a Mazda Miata, uh, and I was like, no. No, no they didn't come out until, what, 91? The first one was released in, like, 89. I ended oh, up looking okay. it up. But it still, it was like the whole episode was in, like, uh, the whole episode was about, like, the A-team. So you're talking, like, 83 <laughs> or 4. And so very different. Very, very different. I was like, mm, no. Um, and I love I love those look-back shows like that because uh, I enjoy, the again, the the the, the the flashback to nostalgia because I think so much pop culture is based on nostalgia. Almost all current pop culture is the current adult generation's childhood things. You know, most everything yeah. is by the yeah. time the creators become adults and begin to create, they're relying on the stuff from their childhood. And so for us at our generation, it is that eighties, even to the nineties for the younger creators and some of that, that that's the, 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 the bug, bulk of pop culture and so i love to see um like the kids are all right i don't know if you ever watched that mm-hmm. it's another abc show 70s based and even like things like f is for family when they're animated That's, i love that that show is fucking hilarious bill burr is brilliant for that absolutely brilliant brilliant yes yes that is a great show to me it's again and very i, I like to watch Hillish. that show because i was born in 71 so you know, the 70s are kind of a blur for me. So it kind of takes yeah. me back to, oh, well, that's why that was yeah. that way. Yeah, six okay. for me. So, again, I, I know I was there for the 70s. But my childhood in the 80s looks like most TV in the 70s uh, tends to be anyway. Like, I guess maybe it was small town in the 80s still is behind. So when I see a 70s show, all of the furniture, all of the clothes, all of the TVs look like my furniture, clothes, and TVs of my childhood. So right, I, get you. I feel like I associate more with a seventies than I do. Do you want to know what eighties movie was my childhood? Let me hear it. Mask Man. with Eric Stoltz. Oh no, I got you. I'm very familiar with mask. I <laughs> fucking love mask. Sam Elliott is still the shit and was the shit then. Yes. I love mask. I cry every time I watch it. I absolutely love it. It was on it. Netflix not too long oh, ago. So good. So good. And I had to watch it again, and I had to make my kids watch it, too, because everybody needs to see Mask. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're like, you didn't grow up that way. And I said, well, I mean, I didn't grow up with Elephantitis, but that whole home life right there, that was my (laughs) childhood. (laughs) Um, There's a comedian, Steve Ranazazzi, who plays Kevin on The League. I don't know if you ever watched The League. No. I love it. One of my all-time favorite TV shows. Um, And he has a bit about somebody calling him... uh, redhead and he gets mad and his wife goes off on him and he says and the wife voice is like you are redhead you fucking rocky dennis looking motherfucker and i think how many people get that joke and how funny is it to me to call somebody a rocky dennis looking motherfucker and uh, i'm so i'm so glad you said that. i love mask that is one of my plus i'm not gonna lie 
that may be about as hot as Cher ever was. That may be her. Another Cher reference. Yeah. What are we doing here? Whole that, show about Cher. Don't mean to. Uh, well, Burlesque has a huge yeah. gay following. Cher is also going to be there yeah. if that's the case. Um, and that is odd when you go to burlesque shows that it is a, a huge gay-friendly uh, audience typically. Because um, when you think burlesque, you think women seductive. And then you look in the audience and you see a lot of gay men. And you're like, this doesn't make sense. But it does because, again, they love show and kitsch and fun. And performance. Yeah. And uh, you know, gay men go to the theater typically. And I know those are stereotypes, but they are true to a great degree. But a gay crowd is a fun crowd. They are lively and, and out for just a good time. And typically, they're, as a comedian, doing a gay crowd is similar to doing an urban room or a black crowd. They're lively. They're hooting. They're hollering. They're into it. They'll, they'll, if, you know, if you treat them right. Now, if you don't, they'll turn on you in a heartbeat. <laughs> Both crowds will eat you alive if you fucking don't watch Do you watch know that shit. firsthand? Um, <laughs> no, but I've seen it. I've seen some comics go out in front of a gay crowd or a black crowd and ruin that real quick. And you're like, not doing that. Nope. Mm-mm. And so, uh, uh, but I, I, again, Cher, huge gay icon for drag queens. I mean, I think Cher is almost every first drag queen's attempt at a drag song. Uh, you know, I think that. Or I, Dolly. I think I start to say, I think, I think queen, or I'm sorry, I think de, uh, uh, Cher for drag queens is a uh, 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 smoke on the water for guitar players. I think it's the first <laughs> riff you tripped when you're getting into it. I think it's the very first thing you try and stumble through <laughs> But I, I, I think again, mask that that may be the the, the benchmark for uh, for for her hotness. Her, it was the hair, wasn't it? Yeah, and the the tight ripped jeans. I'm a fan. Cher also does that plastic surgery thing where there's a moment of of diminishing returns where you're like too young. All right, hot, hot, natural, old and hot. All right, now you look like Madam, and I can't get down with that. I'm not. <laughs> Like I'm not, uh, I'm not down with you looking. How many like, of your listeners know the Madam reference? Just you and me. Okay. Terry doesn't get any Terry of my reference. Terry doesn't get it. Nope. Oh. So for once, somebody's on Team Lance. Because here's what <laughs> ends up happening: most comedians are roughly closer to Terry's age. He gets none of my references, and they all side Team Terry. For you, Larry, that listening, Terry is 15. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, and so no, nobody gets the Madam reference, but I knew you would. And so uh, Madam's a puppet, by the way, that looks like a big bag of mashed up assholes in foam form. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, and so anytime I see that overly plastic surgeried share look, it's that's what it makes me think of as Madam. The sunken cheeks, the too long nose, the tiny lips. It's like just be old and hot. You know, old chicks are still hot. Just be old. I'm and gonna hot. be the hottest bitch in the nursing home. That's the way to do it. It's like you didn't have to fuck this up. You didn't have to do it. <laughs> So I don't know, but I ha- I have not seen the burlesque movie, so I'll take your word on that one. I, she's again too too past my prime for me to enjoy the share. But now I do love some Christina Aguilera, and if she's half naked in it, I may still give it a shot. You should give it a shot. I mean, like and I- Kristen Bell's in it too. So Kristen and she's Bell. hot. Veronica Mars. Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh yeah. And she's the bad girl. Oh, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Okay. I'm. You like hardly this. ever see her be the bad girl. Okay. Nice. I'm. I'm. In, maybe give this a shot. Um, I did Fifty Shades of Grey mainly for the same reason that Dakota Johnson. It's like <laughs> I don't care how off the mark this is. If she's hot and half naked, I want to watch. Um, but I also had read the book, so I had to at least. In my opinion, um, Fifty Shades of Grey sucks. I liked the book. I liked it. But again, I, I'm an easy audience. I don't have a <laughs> lot of a standard to live up to. I know nothing about BDSM. But I think the movie uh, The Secretary is a better <sighs> representation of yeah, yeah. 
of BDSM. It's, it's, it's a mind game more than that. And it, there's much more mental play. Have in you seen that? that? Yeah, oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, see, I, I have to watch it every year just to keep me balanced. Oh, I'm that way with Emma Daughter's Jug Band Christmas. Um, <laughs> Maggie Gyllenhaal. Two totally different movies. Yeah, but the same purpose. Just to keep me centered in my life. Uh, um, Maggie Gyllenhaal is one of those... There's something about her that I don't find attractive. But at the same time, she reminds me of somebody who would be a real whore. Like that would actually sell sex for money. And I really like that. And I'm really torn. I just... I, Man, like, I don't uh, get that vibe at all. But I do. Okay. I do. I always have. And I just like, wow. I really think you would be a whore if you could... And I'm really turned on by that, even though I don't find you attractive and I don't know what What it is. What I liked about that was, like, both of them, her and James Spader, who, let me tell you, he's on my list. James, if you're listening. And is aged like a fine wine. He still looks good. I mean, I mean, all the way from, like, pretty and pink to now. Yeah, he still looks good. But I like the way that they they both didn't know what they were doing. And they came together and, like oh, this is what this is. This is how we're going to make this work. Right. And I think that's a better representation. Did you did you book Fifty Shades or just movie? Uh, I booked the first one. That's the only one I read. And then I think I just saw the first one. That's the only I, one I saw. Yeah, that's literally I, where I'm at. I think at. the I second one, I, I got through half of it, and I was like, I was this really is just dumb. If he was living in a trailer park, <laughs> and, or if he... It's be a crime. Yeah, if she met him at Pilot or something, I mean, this wouldn't even be a movie. Well, somebody asked me after I'd read it. Somebody's like, well, so what's the hubbub? What's it really about? And I said, okay, well, here's the best way to describe it. Imagine a reporter from a newspaper in college went to interview Batman, but instead of being a superhero, his power was dirty sex. And his bat cave was just a big BDSM playroom. I said, that's really what it is. And they were like, really? And I was like, yeah, it's Bruce Wayne, but instead of being Batman, he's Buttman. That's really his thing. That's the difference. And I was like, I liked it. It was a, it was erotic for me because, again, I'm easy. I'm real cheap thrill. doesn't take a lot for me. I'll, I'll flip through a catalog, get to the lingerie section, and get a Woody. I'm, I'm easy. So I liked that part of it. I did get involved in the story because, again, I'm very empathetic. I do get wrapped up in stuff. Um, knowing it was cheese. But again, I like cheese TV. I watch pro wrestling for God's sake. So I'm okay with cheese. Knowing it was cheesy, didn't, not a BDSM guy outside of maybe, you know, the light, like cuff to the bed kind of stuff while you tickle. I, that's where I'm out. So I didn't know anything about the lifestyle. Didn't know it was all wrong. Just thought, oh, hot girl getting fucked. I'm in. Like, this is a winner for me. And I liked it. Got to the end where she's like, all right, show, spoiler, by the way, for him. She's like, just show me do it show me what it's all about he does and she's like no fuck it i'm out and i was so mad i was like what you asked for it and then you want to get no and i just i was done i was mad i was like (laughs) that son of a bitch you he gave you what you want you said show me he did and now you're mad that is wrong you're a bitch get out and i was mad it's it's just not her thing no i I get that but then like no it's not your thing and tell him i'm not interested but when you were like yep let's do it show me well then there wouldn't be a franchise then there would it Lindsay read all three of them and so maybe she knows more than i I do i I find a lot of my uh, mom friends Mm -hmm. my good christian mom friends love 50 shades of gray i probably again i I enjoyed it but again I'm, i'm a douche um um, but I probably found far more spank bank material in Game of Thrones, the book. 
And I, I got out of the show. I, I stopped watching the show for a long time, but I read the first book or two, and I found way more spank bank material there. I'm one of that one percent that's never seen Game of Thrones. Um, I so. liked it. I just got burned out on it. Um, I love the books. I like high fantasy. I'm a D and D guy anyway. Conan the Barbarian, and I like that kind of shit. Um, I'll play Skyrim for nine days straight, you know, without batting an eye. Um, and so it was. I read the first book before the show came out. I really enjoyed it. Um, show came out. I was loved it. Read the second book. Watched the second season. It was all hyped. Um, and I got up to the Red Wedding, the infamous Red Wedding, which wasn't why I stopped. It's just that where I stopped. And I was just why like, was it called the Red Wedding? Tons of blood. Um, it's a big betrayal. Okay. It's a big betrayal. Oh. Um, and again, if you don't give a shit, basically the yeah. clashing of the countries and the betrayals and I promise you this land and i end up fucking your daughter and so on it boils to this point where they have this wedding as a uh, a peace offering and it's not they slay everybody and i mean it is vicious they slay every pregnant woman in the belly mom watches it all slit through the throat like one of those super like quentin tarantino-esque you know slayings the red wedding so and it was it was beautiful filmed i mean it, it is a good show if you like that kind of thing if you like high fantasy and you've got the time to devote to it it's 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 movie quality there's no denying if you would watch a dungeons and dragons-esque conan the barbarian movie game of thrones is right up your alley and i would but much like the sopranos there just came a point where i was like I don't care anymore because I tried that. I was been, I was watching The Sopranos, loving it. Got about four seasons in. I was like, "Fuck them, kill them all." I don't care. I'm more of a Beastmaster type girl. <laughs> I fucking loved the Beastmaster. Mark when I was a kid. Singer. Ooh. Uh, mm. Tawny. What was her? What was her last name? Tawny. It's not Katane. That's not. No, Tawny it's not Katane. Tawny Katane. Um, I would have to. Look she was up. on the '70s show. She was. Uh, dude's yeah, wife. Yeah, she played the mom. Um, yeah. the, the mom is uh, Donna's mom on the 70s yeah. show. I can't think of her name, but I hot, love the Beastmaster. Hot, I hot. loved it. The yeah. two ferrets with Frodo and Poto or. Uh, we wanted ferrets. We, we, my sister and I watched that movie religiously. Yeah. I had ferrets. They're a lot like that. Um, and she, um, and after that, we wanted ferrets. And my, my mom was like, no, Tanya Roberts. Roberts. That's it, Tanya Roberts. Yeah. yeah. Um, a B movie, 80s icon um i love the beastmaster i'm so glad you brought that up that is fantastic um so look let's uh let's wrap it up for a second we'll take a break um we'll uh give a moment to take a pee uh and and grab a cigarette and whatnot but before we do go i do again want to say thanks for outlander media network being here for us and we got some great things coming up when we come back we'll talk about all the awesome things we got coming up and wrap up here with miss braddy von beaverhausen on deadbeat radio thank you for joining us again
It's Alien, Alien, Alien Expo. Coming to the Knoxville Convention Center August 17th and 18th. Enjoy a full weekend of UFO and alien phenomena. There will be vendors, music, lectures, meet and greets, book signings, and more. Come in your best alien or cosplay costume for a chance to win cash. Go to AlienXPO.com to grab your tickets now and get ready for the invasion. I'm backwards from five. And when I snap my fingers, you will not be high anymore. And you'll be oh, the wonderful guest. <laughs> One more time for those who weren't listening. We're back. Yeah. All new theme music, all new studio, all new guests as always. But same old love and adoration for everyone who's been with us and listening. Love the new home at Outlander Media Network. Love the new studio. Love Mr. Terry with us as always. Can you or not? Ever getting anybody new in that seat if we can help it. Great to be here, Lance. And our new guest this evening has been a blast. Has filled us in on burlesque and blue laws and all kinds of fun stuff. Miss Braddy Von Beaverhausen. Hello, Lance. Hello. What do you think of those AMSRs? Is that right? AMSRs? Yeah, we were just right? talking about that as I was eating a cracker. I My kids I, seem to enjoy it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I get it for like autistic kids and stuff who have like uh, uh, auditory um, um, issues, and so I understand it for that. But like just for enjoyment, it's real weird. I, I think it would it. be great to masturbate to. Like um, I'm mm. very uh, oral, not mm. oral, oral, though I, nope. I am I heard that the as well. Um, it's like cock and caulk. Yes, I get it. Um, so my whole thing is like the voice. That's why mm. I love phone sex so much. Um, but I think it would be very, very good for me in that aspect. I, I like it. I, I think if I did it, even my whispers too loud. I think even, I think even if I whispered, they'd be like, nope, nope, that's too no, loud. That's hot. Is it? Is that right? That's is that hot. too much for that? Is it A S A M S R? Is that right? What's it stand for? Anybody know? Audio sensory something something. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, I don't know either. But, I'm not a doctor. Uh, but I thought it was neat. But it was just an interesting thing that I got turned on to recently. <laughs> but uh, I am not a stranger to fun times sitting in the studio with a fun guest. I'm so having this a blast. is good, 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 good. I'm so glad because I was happy to have somebody to come on and talk about burlesque because I, I think it's a, an awesome art that I think like more people would appreciate if they knew what it was. And I think there's great burlesque scenes all over. Knoxville, again, phenomenal. Um, and I think it's it's something that, look, be, be introduced to something in a new way and go, oh, this is sexy, but not, um, I don't have to feel bad. It's not like I'm wanking it in a porn theater in New York <laughs> Times Square. You know, I'm not giving it the old Pee Wee Herman. Um, uh, it's something I can sit and enjoy and then, again, can go home and maybe reap the benefits of a nice evening of uh, of, of sexy entertainment. Knoxville is great for burlesque. We have yeah. Salome Cabaret, award-winning <clears throat> Salome Cabaret. We have Bear It All, yep, which, the is a, which is a 
Bearlesque, boylesque. That is what I'm learning is that burlesque has more splinters than heavy metal. You could add it. You could add esque yeah. to anything, yeah. and uh, like Hellcat hotties, yeah, which bikerlesque, bikerlesque. Like. Yes, because we haven't done much in a while, but um, we all are moms I, I and love have that, lives, right. and I love that idea because I love the biker style that's that's me i mean it doesn't take two seconds to get a look at me and go yeah. yep i get that i was raised in a biker household we were talking about mask earlier that's <laughs> that's just me i was raised in that kind of place not the drug side but riding motorcycles and being around bikers and i had my own till i was you know had kids I, I sold mine when we had kids what's the worst thing you've seen as a child growing up in the biker scene Oh, like when you say worst, like uh, you talking like vicious, like like Hunter S. Thompson like, getting his ass beat, kind of, or you talking I'll about give like me an example. The, the wrong titty thing. popping out of the wrong shirt. Uh, the worst thing I've seen um, is a guy get thrown through a, a plate glass window. Oh, okay. So yeah. that, I was on the outskirts of a lot of that. So I, we didn't get deep down. We were we were hanger honors if you will yeah. um so I, I don't think i've ever seen too much of that in in that aspect i mean i've seen fights in my life i was a bouncer for years but uh in the biker scene i never got that deep so i'm not i'm totally on the outside I and are you, do, you, do you ride i used to um i have i've had several bikes when my dad when i was he he rode way back in the day like my dad bought like an old 50s pan head back in the 60s and was like do you know how to ride at home he's like nope fucking fired up i'll learn on the way that's my dad they called him Wild Bill back in the day. So by the time we came along, he didn't have one. He bought one when I was in first grade. And so to me, it was magical. I was not in the first grade. I knew my dad had back in the day. But I'm waiting outside school. Vivid memory. I'll never forget it. I'm waiting outside school to get picked up. I'm looking for the car or the truck because that's what happens every day. Mm. And off in the distance, I hear this sound that I, to this day, gives me a hard on. And I heard the sound. I hope it didn't give you a heart on you when you were six. Though. No, no, no. But it's just such a piece of me. Like it's so like my just body tingles when I hear it. You know. Um, so I, I this is this moment, and I hear the sound, and I, I see this just like the scene in Raising Arizona where uh, Tex, what's his name, is riding for the first time. You know, it was one of those moments, and my dad pulls up, and I'm just stunned. I'm like, we did not own this when I went to school, right? But now somehow, where did this come from? And he just steps off like this cowboy and reaches in the tour pack. Cause he's always the old man, big, uh, 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 full dress guy. That's his thing. The, the, the old man Cadillac of bikes, you know, yeah. it's gotta have everything. And he opens the tour pack and hands me this little red helmet and says, hop on dude. And he called me dude. That's my dad's nickname for me, dude. He's like, hop on dude. And I was just like, Whoa. And I remember just that first feeling. And so I've been in love ever since. Um, and so he owned that when I was a kid. And then when I turned 18, I bought my first. And I had, you know, a couple of Hondas and I had a Harley. And we were, you know, again, deep in the lifestyle as far as like going to rallies and bike week and doing that. And, you know, um, and then I sold my um, my Harley to move to Nashville. And when I was in Nashville, I'd got a, a, an old Triumph chopper. I loved it. That was my dad's. Uh, bike of choice. I'm a Triumph guy. I, again, when you're raised around cars, Harleys are exotic. When you're raised around Harleys, the Triumph is exotic. Mm-hmm. And so I was. I had this old school '65 Triumph. It was again like like Easy Rider. I guess is the best reference for non bike people. It's classic '60s. What you would picture on a Hell's Angel of the '60s in that day. And I loved We're it. Sons of Anarchy. Oh fuck that! I hate the <laughs> fuck. I hate that show. I never watched the show. I can't get past. So if you if you ride and you understand. Um, here's my issue with it and I think any real biker will appreciate this I don't ride I was I was traumatized as a child so 
But you no, speak I've, the language. I do. Yes. Okay. I, I get it. Every member of that club has the exact same bike. They all have the exact, except for one dude, the fat dude with the curly hair who's in like an old Batman. I've never Michael noticed P. that. They all have the same blacked out soft tail or dyno with that same sport fairing on the front and the three inch windshield. Are you watching Sons of Anarchy for the bikes though? Um, I would, but um, they, they, I mean, I would. And no, you take any five bikers or people who ride and they'll all have something different. It's just the way it works. Like you do get clones, but in general, everybody's personality shines on their bike. It's what they do. And so it blows me away that, that at a glance, you should see personalities all through a, a group riding like like a parade. You shouldn't see a marching band in uniform. You should see it, you know, a, like a gay pride parade where you see like, you know, similar. Oh, those two dudes got the same pink vest. But that dude went with purple shorts. All right, cool. But that guy over, so that's what you should see. All right, that guy's got the big full dresser. That guy's got a chopper, sportster. It's just the, you should Maybe see a lot of that. Maybe it's not in the production value. I, I don't know, but I hate that. And I, I never watched an episode because of that. I was out. But um, my triumph, I was trying to sell it um, when Silas was born for the money, and it got stole, and I've never got back on. Just because I don't have the money. We're poor. I've never had the ability to get another one, but I will. It's my lottery dream. I'll eventually get there. <laughs> get back on two wheels um no thanks yeah i I'm love good. it you were talking about the you know the sound and how much you loved yeah. it and how much it brings back Smell so much gas. yeah so much to you that sound so my parents were gone like all the time oh. you know doing doing biker things whatever they do oh, we so, did it together i did it with my parents so, so different situation yes. so you know my sister and i we were home alone a lot and in your teenage years you know it's pretty fucking yeah, awesome that's, yeah um so we knew that when we heard the motorcycle, you know, we knew exactly where it was when we yeah. heard it and we knew how much time nice. oh, yeah. we had before they got That's home good. so we could <laughs> Yeah, do that cover classic up whatever. Sitcom. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't have Rick with the portal gun that can stop time. <laughs> no. Um, see, with me, I didn't get my own bike till I was 18. And they rode and did the whole thing, but they, they, it wasn't that they didn't include us. We were just like, cool. But I have a real, again, Hank and Peggy Hill as parents. So we, we have, I have a very, fairly normal childhood for what should have been normal you know it wasn't a broken home it wasn't craziness i had a good childhood i'm very happy i'm not you know fucked up by it even though there were some differences like, i love that i love hearing those stories yeah, I'm very, especially I'll in the you. 80s yeah i'm very happy and like there were some weird I would have moments been jealous of your family. my parents aren't total like you know like absolute saints when i was a kid i remember them going to see drive-in porn and uh, <laughs> instead of getting a babysitter they made me lay in the back with a blanket and just shut up that's a joke uh, no was there drive-in porn? That's one of my questions now. But yes, I have very vivid memories um, of there was a drive-in theater that showed porn. And my parents would go, and they were too cheap to buy a babysitter. And so they would, just a handful of G.I. Joe's and a blanket, look, cover up, shut the fuck up. And there I was. So, <laughs> Do you think that's why drive-ins have died? Maybe. It sounds brilliant. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, like, I think it sounds brilliant. But, um, and we, so we were a bit odd. We lived in a school bus for a while. And so... Um, they weren't like saints by any means, but they weren't like horrible people. There were no drug addicts. I mean, my brother, but not in their case. So, um, and so I'm very happy with that part of my childhood. And so that those memories of them riding when I didn't doesn't bother me. It just inspired me. I wanted it, but my mom would never buy me one of my own. Turn 18, I get my chance. I start. And I loved it. We did it together. My brother and usually whoever he was married to at the time, myself, um, my mom, my dad, some family friends. We would all go to Myrtle Beach for bike week every year. We would ride down. I mean, it, it was a blast. Loved it. Loved it. 
I, I think a lot of my childhood contributes to my love for burlesque right. uh, within that because um, parents not home a lot, have a vivid imagination. Right. I would create my own scenes <coughs> um, as a child. I wanted to be an actress and I actually wanted to move to California and try to pursue that, but I was always too scared and uh, my family just kind of kept me back here, kind of mm. guilted me well, back like here. Well, I like the biker aesthetic I always have. I like the leather. I like the yeah. T-shirts and jeans. And so when you turn that into a burlesque thing, that sounds fantastic. So um, <laughs> yeah. let's, uh, let's, let's take a shift here before we get into the five to drive. Where, where, where are you going to be? Where can we find you? For anybody who's fell in love with you doing this episode and yeah. wants to see or learn about burlesque, where, where are you? How can so we find you? So my next show coming up is... Um, I'm sorry, <laughs> is going to be Clam Slam. Clam Slam, yes, which is, a, which a, is a, a division of burlesque and a different, or I guess division of drag. Okay. Uh, yes, it's a, it's female eccentric uh, bio queens right. and dra- um, male kings drag. Um, and that's May 11th at the Edge. Cool. And the, the okay. theme is the floor's memes. Okay. It's all about memes Got it. and the internet. Got it. You'll get a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> Great, I'm gonna be there. Yeah, and then uh, we have Nerdlesk, uh, which I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, Geekgasm. This is year five of Geekgasm, nice. and uh, that is June eighth. And exactly what it sounds like—a hugely pop culture yeah. nerd-centric themed and burlesque. This is where uh, Miss Poovy is going to rise again. Nice. That's where uh, Tina Belcher started, right? Uh, yes. I thought so. Yes. All right. So anything else? Uh, um, what about um, websites? Where can we find about you? And uh, You know, I don't do a lot of websites, so I do Facebook. Social, that's me. That's yeah. all I do. Facebook, uh, Braddy Von Beaverhausen, Colin Boutte. And then I'm on Instagram yes. under the same. Nice. So, Well, that is awesome. You have been a blast. But we're going to get into the five drive. But real quick, we want to talk about a few things we got coming up, too. Um, I think some of these you'll appreciate as well. Um, one of the things I'm excited about um, with the new sponsorships we have with Outmail Intermedia uh, is the Zombie Prom coming up. Uh, that's the May 18th. I'll be hosting. Or it's possible that Mr. Rob Zombie may be hosting. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But that'll be a lot of fun. So a Zombie Prom, there'll be it's like a, the ticket. And it's actually a really cool deal, too, because it's a date. It's a whole date because a ticket buys you entrance to the prom, which is obviously, again, hugely sticky. You know, what you think it'll be zombie, but they're having dinner and there'll be drinks and dancing. And so a whole night of event, a whole real prom. So uh, that'll be a lot of fun. I'll be hosting. So I do my best to make it entertaining. Um, we've got, uh, we're going to be set up at Fanboy Expo uh, in uh, July. So it'll be fun. I love those cons coming out and celebrities and all your childhood dreams. This one's got again. We Molly Ringwald. Um, it's almost too many to mention. I'll have to. We'll have to look it up. Yeah, next time. They're stacked this year. They're, every time I see them, I'm almost shit, shit, shit. I get I get so into those. Uh, so that'll be fun. That's uh, in Knoxville here in July. So anybody listening anywhere within Knoxville, if you're a convention fan, Fanboy Expo is a, is a, a legendary con around here. And this will be fun. Alien Expo. Mm-hmm. The first, uh, first year. Yep, first year of that. That'll be in August in the uh, 17th and 18th. I think uh, Alex Foams needs to make a return oh, for that. For sure. For uh, sure. That's, that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm going to say the, the black helicopters are coming down. And I I got, I got friends over the FBI. Now, you're, you're, you're not going to believe this, but uh, here at PuppetWars.com, uh, I, Alex Foams, have produced uh, documentation. So I think uh, Alex Foams may need to make a return for, for sure. Alien Expo. 
and, please. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, have you seen my, my puppet, uh, Alex Foams? Uh, I did a I video. I have not. But I did a video, and this is actually, it was a year ago. So it's on I'm my memories But I'm having a little today. PTSD right now from, uh, from that voice. It, it, it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, <laughs> but uh, now, now we saw some earplugs on our website. Now, you can only get them there, and if you want to go check those out. Why is he so red? That's my question. I don't know. Because he's a big, I think a Texas brisket, he's probably heart attack, <sighs> close. I mean, he's a Texan. We forget that. So probably a lot of bourbon and brisket, I would say. Uh, that's that's why he's on my five to drive list because he the bourbon and brisket. Um, and then oh, we got a wrestling event coming up with one of our newest members. Family wise, we've known him for a while, but here to Outlander Media, Chris Bell is going to be coming up with his new show, and he's hosting a wrestling event. What's the organization? The wrestling uh, Next Generation Wrestling. Yeah, Next Generation. Uh, when in Rome. Mm-hmm. When in Rome. And so that'll be in Rome, Georgia, uh, the June first. June first, and so that'll be awesome because again, wrestling, comedy, Chris, uh, Outlander, great combo. Mm-hmm. And then I think the next uh, after that we got Zombie Fest coming down in October. That'll be uh, a Zombie Con there for a couple of days in Oneida. They run a bunch of these type of events, but. Something also new to Outlander Media that we're excited about is our new sponsor, Joe Shirt. And that is going to be handling all our merch needs. So if you're looking for merch, always uh, looking for exactly. merch. Exactly. And I think their 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 motto is basically we can print on anything. Mm-hmm. So from stickers to hats to shirts to uh, pretty much anything, I think we're going to try and get some Deadbeat Radio trucker hats. That's Ooh, what I want. That's that's, a good that's, idea. that's that's what I want. I think it. Redneck Rogan's got to have his trucker hat, and so. And if you tell them Outlander sent you, you get a discount on your on your stuff you want to get. So, yeah. so I know we have a lot of musicians, uh, comedians, burlesque, anybody listening that's a performer. You guys all know you need it because that's how we make money on the road. Mm-hmm. You know, guess what? I, I came to your town because I want to entertain you, but gas isn't free. I'm just now learning that. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I came because I want, but gas isn't free. Um, there's a good chance I might have got a free beer for this, but that's it. And so I need something in the tip jar so I can get home, man. I'm here to be here for you, but we, we, we need something. And, and for us, a lot we want to provide back. Look, not only did you enjoy the show, but hey, let me let me sell you a T-shirt, something you can remember the night, and something that I can eat on later. <laughs> so um, um, merch is where you keep your artists going. And so that's real important. So check those guys out, uh, joeshirt.com. Mm-hmm. Not Joe Dirt. That's a good movie. Uh, and if you do get there, watch the movie, get, inspiri- get inspired for your merch idea, and then go to joeshirt.com. All right. So this is my uh, favorite part of the day, the five to drive. The five I'm questions. Yeah. So the five questions I ask every guest to drive this episode home. I love countdowns. I'm a dork. I love, you know, top tens, lists. I love those YouTube I videos. I do, too. Good. So I wanted a James Lipton inside the actor's studio uh, questionnaire for each of my guests because I love that. And so one of the things that I think bring us together are talking about those lists and choices and funny things. So I customized the first question for each guest and the rest are the same. So we all get the same question minus one. And I like to be a little meta and super sticky. And so the top question on my top five questionnaire is a top five list i want a list of your top five choices in a specific area chosen just for you right yeah it's good i put you on the spot you just gotta in no order you don't need to be like just your but your top five off your top head we talked earlier about um growing up in the 80s and being into pop culture and shows and being just a, a nerd through that stuff so I think back for me, T 
TV was a huge part of my childhood and still is to some degree. Um, I've started getting into YouTube as a form of TV now, and I enjoy that. But uh, I was a TV junkie. And I want your top five favorite TV shows from oh, your childhood. Man. No specific um, order. Okay. Just uh, uh, Facts of Life. Oh, good one. Good. Hang on. I'll, 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 <laughs> you got, like you to gotta make the down. list of the list. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll write these down in case you have to recall. Because I'm putting you on the spot already. Yeah. And I, I'll go over. I get a week in advance usually to think about mine. Uh, and so I will forget my own from like one minute to the other. Yeah. So I don't want. I, I know I'm already putting you on the spot. So facts. And it's any choice. show of, as a child. Yeah. Then. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 Your, your top five. When you think back to watching TV yeah. as a child, what's your top oh, five I got choices? you. I got you. So facts of life. Great. Silver Spoons. Oh, great. Great. I love them. I love them. I love them. I love Well, now I know Facts of Life is a spinoff. Is Silver Spoons a spinoff? No. Is Facts of Life a spinoff? From yeah, what? different strokes. Oh. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. um, Kimberly. Uh, she Drummond. went to that school. She went to that school, and that's yeah. where Mrs. Garrett yeah. went. Okay. See, yeah. I'm I'm, oh. a, I'm an Uber nerd. You are. <laughs> uh, when I went to when broad- you was talking about being sticky, yeah. yeah. I'm an Uber nerd. When I went to broadcasting school, um, we had to do this fake radio show, and I did a trivia. And so, and and the funny thing was, I I just spout, spouted this off, and everybody was like, "Did you have to Google that?" And I was like, "No." And the 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 question was, "What do um, the Andy Griffith Show, mm-hmm. uh, the Jeffersons?" And CSI Miami all have in common. They're all spinoffs. And everybody was like, what? And I, I thought the CSI Miami was the one that gave it to you. Because I knew the Jeffersons and the Andy Griffith show would be kind of hard, that they were spinoffs. But um, I was like, I thought the CSI Miami would give it to you. But they're all spinoffs. Uh, but so many big shows are. Family Matters, it's a spinoff. Urkel's a spinoff, yeah. you know, of Perfect Strangers. Um, the Jeffersons was all in the family. Um, Andy Griffith was the Danny Thomas show. So, uh, but yeah, Facts of Life, spinoff. Uh, but I guess Silver Spoons was not. I can't, I, something I don't makes think me so. feel that way. I think it had maybe some Jason crossover. Jason Bateman and Silver Spoons. Uh, uh, everybody's like a Ricky Schroeder fan. I'm like, no, no, straight up Jason Bateman. Fuck that, Jason Bateman. I still love Jason Bateman. Even through like Arrested Development and, and the movies he's made lately, I still fucking love Jason Bateman. He is great. Teen Wolf 2 is highly underappreciated. <laughs> <laughs> highly underappreciated I'm not saying it's great we're not going to go down the ringer walk the lines debate again I'm not saying it stacks up to the first one but it's highly underrated so good choice good choice so I'm going to get a little adult here that's okay because I, I got to watch any kind of TV I wanted me too um, Knots Landing okay okay <laughs> uh, I which nobody knows what that is but. I would fuck Lorenzo Lamas like a bat shit crazy fan <laughs> that's falcon falcon crest? crest falcon crest see my mom watched all those so for yeah. me those are flashes she watched the dallas and the falcon crest and those are all spun off of each other too but that's right falcon crest yeah knots landing i i know I, I remember it but i don't remember specific action it's a spinoff of dallas that's right which that's right. i mean dallas kind of goes hand in hand with that too but yeah. my favorite was knots landing okay in that. okay yeah but uh i i had a thing and still do for lorenzo lamas falcon <laughs> crest well, i guess would be mine but uh, I, my mom watched all those shows. Yeah. That was not my thing. That's uh, but uh, that's that's good. Okay. Yeah. Glad um, to see a little of that nostalgia come back. Um, it's not a great show, but Moonlighting. Oh, I, Bruce Willis. I mean, panty dropper. dropper. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and showed you that the bald guy could be the panty dropper. Yeah. Yeah. He was really the the king of that before the Stathams, even before I think uh Patrick Stewart, he was the one that really showed you it could happen. So I like Moonlighting. And that Sybil Shepherd. Mm. 
Fox. But my all-time favorite, which I saved for last, is in its kind of mid-late 80s, is Golden Girls. Golden Girls. I love it. Love it. Love it. I still love it. It's a show that you could watch over and over and over. Yeah, and it's funny. And to be honest, for its time, real risque. It's nothing now. But it's like there's some risque moments in that, especially with like I know there's uh you know the the one where Blanche goes off on they talked about AIDS everything and and they get hit on by all kinds of crazy people like bros like um she got addicted to pills yeah 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 um I think there's a molesting one of them episode somebody groped one on a train or a guy tried to get uh, to yeah yeah Rose yeah. I think and you know Blanche snaps at somebody for saying AIDS is just about gays and I'm so I mean it was really you know for its time heavy but it was funny and had a pretty good spinoff. The Empty Golden Nest. Palace. Empty Nest. Oh, that one too. Yeah, I, Golden Palace is the one where they move. Uh, it's to just, my, wait. It's just the two. Don't two only two of them go for that one? Yes. Uh, yeah, and then but the Empty Nest is where the uh, the Doctor Richard Mulligan. Richard next Mulligan. Door. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I always so. liked Dreyfus. The dog. Yeah. So good list. Good list. Mine's Can we just have a show of we talk nothing but 80 yeah, shit? In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. I would do that all day. Terry, you can sit that one out or you can come and take notes, whatever you want. I don't know. Um, mine was, a, a, I guess, again, the, the age difference, the the few years there. Yeah. Again, I was 76. You said 71, right? Yeah. So again, five years there. The the difference for me was more childish, but um, G.I. Joe, I'm a cartoon dude. Mm. Um, that was big for me. That was just when I was a kid. Meh. Yeah, yeah, and I get it. It's again an age thing, but when I was a kid, it was all day, every day. I was a, the toy fan, the, the cartoon fan. That was the biggest outside of Star Wars, which I still love. It was the biggest part of my life and love. So every chance I can be in front of that TV watching that cartoon, I was there, just recording it with the VCR. Any chance I get, I, I feel like there it. wasn't a lot for girls back then in the eighties. No, 80s as there far wasn't. As cartoons. There wasn't. My favorite was Bugs Bunny, and. Yeah. No, this, that's what you watch. You end up getting the Shiras and a few things, yeah. but um, no, not there my, really wasn't. Not there my really bag. Wasn't. But for a boy growing up at that point, and again, it's like mm. I, I'm not feeling bad because you didn't get it. I'm sorry that that happened, but I got spoon fed a ton of great shit, and I worshipped every minute of it. And so for me, GI Joe, big one. Um, uh, wrestling, just in general. Like I know it's a ton of different shows, but it's like saying the news. So no, Saturday morning wrestling. Yeah. Just wrestling. I loved it. I worshipped it. And still Rashly. like it. I just don't watch it anymore. And so, but I would, again, every chance I got, I'd stay up late for the late nights mm-hmm. glow. Uh, you know, I loved it. Loved it. So that's a big one for me. Um, Alf. Fucking worshipped Alf. I thought <laughs> Alf was the most brilliant thing ever when I was a kid. I was like, oh my God, this is genius. This alien funny puppet thing from outer space speaks English. He eats cats. Oh my god! And I just I thought it was brilliant. I had the Alf doll that I dragged everywhere. So uh, yeah, that's a big one. Alf um, bed sheets. I I probably uh, probably actually my wife and I went to the storage unit today and I actually unearthed my Star Wars sheets. Oh, I was just like, oh. holy shit. Um, and then this is a big one for me. I think that still shows where I'm at today. The MTV half hour comedy hour. There was comedy everywhere, but that specific show like was where I just, I, I was, I was in love. I couldn't wait. 
Um, and MTV was just really at that time for me with comedy was really perfect because it was introducing people like Joe Rogan uh, mm -hmm. when he was a baby back then in comedy and just uh, you know other people I hadn't seen before I was blown away by so that was big and and I saved my best for last I didn't write it this way but um, the Muppet Show how could I have forgotten that I I, I'm a I terrible love it. terrible person you, it's such a part of your life you forget it's just from childhood um, yeah. and but I it, liked the new show did you watch the new one loved it. Loved it. it, where they did the office basically. Yes, I thought it was a great shtick. Because um, and Lindsay was trying to. She said, "Why don't they just do the original show?" And I had to explain this to her in a way you'll understand. <laughs> yeah. and I said, "Well, the original show is a parody of a type of show that was happening at that time, the Variety Show. This is Tom Jones, the Johnny Cash Show, Sonny and Cher Show, the Variety mm -hmm. Show with a a constant group of actors, a guest star, skits, music, lights, you know, a kitsch out the ass. That was a thing then. That's what the Muppet Show was." Now that's not a thing. That wouldn't make sense today. Right. The Office, Parks and Rec. The kids that wouldn't makes get sense. it. So when you take a show like The Muppets, you translate it into, we're going to do a Tonight Show, a Jimmy Fallon, which you will get. And in a Jimmy Fallon sort of setting, backstage we'll do The Office and we'll do Parks and Rec and we'll do that mockumentary in The Muppet. It's brilliant. And it was great. And it was just all these great gags and all the great characters used in such a good way. I absolutely loved it. And We're talking it about doing it, a Muppets show. I do a mean Fozzie Bear. Um, I do a mean <laughs> Fozzie Bear. I did it for the, um, in Knoxville, they do a Halloween show um, where you come as your favorite comedian and basically do their You should act. put in. I did Fozzie Bear, and so it's great. Um, I always had a shtick of working one of the bearlesque, uh, and you could pitch this if you want. I pitched it to uh, John once. Um, uh, the bearlesque let me host the bearlesque show, right? And, and, and me open and come out in the Fozzie Bear suit and then just get to the mic kind of disheartened and go, I misunderstood the point. I am your host, Lance Adams. I did not read the details of this event well enough, and I'm sorry. Here's your first act. And then come out, the second act, in the chaps and everything, in the leather daddy here, with the assless jeans. Bring that back, right? And never face the, never let the audience see it. Again, a little call back to that kind of gag. And then be like, hey, I found these backstage. I hope this is better. Uh, I think this is a little more suiting. All right, you guys have a good evening. Turn to walk away. And that's when they get the glimpse of the bear ass. The really funny part, gag. though, is they would love the Fozzie Bear. I think it's a brilliant <laughs> gag. So, But I'm a huge Muppet fan, and so I would be happy to be a part of that because the Muppets are a massive influence on my life. And so there's no way they couldn't be number one TV show for me. Good you had a fantastic choice. list. Now, one of the other things, um, and I think burlesque translate well to this again with a burlesque troupe, is we like the the uh, in wrestling we call it stables. In you know comic books, it's super groups. I like I like the group, the gang mentality. You know, the T Birds versus the Pink Ladies. I like that sort of mentality. Okay. So, in wrestling, the four horsemen are the epitome. The Fantastic Four of comic books. The Fab Four when it comes to music, right? Things come in fours. I like that because we're at number four. See, again, kept a little meta. Top five, number four. I'm feeling you. That's what I, I'm a douche. I'm a dork. You get one night to create your own ultimate gang. You do anything you want to want. You want to go play pool, go get steaks and whiskey. doesn't matter. Do anything you want. One night with three living celebrities and you to make the ultimate four, who do you choose? Madonna. Okay, good choice. Um, that bitch can party. Yeah, uh, Terrence McKenna. 
Okay, I know the name. I don't really know. I, I don't know enough about it. Uh, mushroom scientist. Okay, okay. <laughs> Psychedelic. I know he's on. I, Joe Rogan loves him, and that's really where I know the reference. But I don't know any. I don't know enough to say good or bad. Um, he's a little Timothy Leary-ish, if I'm not mistakenly. Oh. Is that is that correct? Uh, I, I don't think so. Okay, so I, I don't know enough to. But okay, I, I like. I like it already. Your description tells me I already like the guys. Okay, Madonna, Terrence McKenna. Okay. And then a third celebrity. Yeah, living celebrity. And then you, living you got the night to yourself. Me. We've had some amazing choices, so um, I'm eager to see. Terrence McKenna's a new one. That's a good one. Bruce Willis, because um, I think that he would be funny and that he would, we would have a chance to bang I, at the end of the night. I, I love that. I think that's the first uh, <laughs> li- the, the first uh, four that anybody's ever included a list just because they wanted to bang. We've had porn stars, and everybody had like a different reason to, to choose them. But I think you're the first one to openly admit, I want to bang one of my four. Yes. Because um, I don't want to bang one of my four. <laughs> Mine were Stone Cold Steve Austin, Tom Waits, and Alex Jones. And I don't want to bang none of them. I chose them strictly for their own individual uh, uh, powers, uh, as it were. So so uh, Terrence McKenna is no longer with us. Okay. Does she have to change? Oh, yes. do I have to oh, change yeah. my... Living celebrities. Living. I, per- I purposely okay. wrote it that way so nobody gave me the Jesus, Freddie Mercury, and John F. Kennedy answers. <laughs> I wanted good answers, three living celebrities. So you got one more to replace. Yeah. Oh, this is hard. Living celebrity. Terrence McKenna's not been dead that long, though, right? Uh, 2000. Okay. <laughs> okay. 19 years. Okay. <laughs> but it's still modern time. Okay. I Joe Rogan talked about him all the time. I, I assumed he'd had him on the show, so uh, that's his, my bad. His brother's upholding the mantle. Uh, yes. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Uh, so, just off the top of my head. Um, oh, um... The woman on Saturday Night Live, I cannot remember her name for the life of me, but she does Jeff Sessions. She does... Um, uh, oh, oh, uh, from Ghostbusters remake. Yes. Uh, damn it. What's wrong with us? Which one? Um, the super hot one. The uh, Kate McKinnon. Kate yeah. McKinnon. Kate yes. McKinnon. Oh. Okay. Still the same reason, I hope. I hope that has the Bruce <laughs> yes. Willen reason. I hope that's two out of three for the same reason. because um, I, I think I she would be into it. Well, you might have a shot. I wouldn't, but I still want to. She is super fine. So that is an excellent, excellent. I just uh, want people that's going to make me laugh. Uh, yeah, exactly. And that's that's why I picked a lot of my group. Uh, that was really, um, I don't know if you've ever, uh, outside of wrestling, if you know Stone Cold Steve Austin, but he's a hoot. Like if you listen to his podcast or watch him in an interview, he is a blast. He's just this wise crack. He's a lot of what you saw on TV. He's this wise cracking redneck. Like he'll be watching. I didn't know whether to shit or wind my watch. And I'm like, what does that even mean? <laughs> uh, but that's one of his big sayings is like, I didn't know whether to shit or wind my watch. And I just, it tickles me. And of course, anybody that's ever seen anything with Tom Waits. Dude, that guy's just like a fucking batshit crazy dude anyway. And then Alex Jones. So my night is entertainment packed. It is. You have a great list. Somebody's going to die that night. You have a great list. And there's a good chance there's a foursome orgy out of that. Madonna, Bruce Willis, Kate McKinnon, and you. It might not be Madonna's thing anymore. Somebody, you know, but I think she'd still be there. I think she'd hang out. I think she would. um, Have her own chair because she has her own furniture delivered. Mm -hmm. And she would just sit there and sip wine. And And probably critique the whole thing. And that'd be fine. If Madonna told me I fucked like an ass. So I'd be like, that is great. Madonna still uh, told me that we're uh, uh, fucking, and that's exciting to me. So, great list. All right. You, like me, have no secrets, no holdbacks. So, this is a hard question to answer. But, what's your guilty pleasure? What's the thing you love 
that you know you should be embarrassed to love, but you're not. Oh. I know it's hard. I'm the same because I'm open about all my shit. I am. Yeah, like I'm a disco loving motherfucker. It's hard for me to pick a guilty pleasure, and I'm open about it. I'm like, BGs, yes, please. Um, I'm really, really, and I don't. I think this is normal, but the Great British Bake Off. Okay, I hear. I hear a lot of that. Oh I've not. I've not watched it. I like cooking shows in general, so I get it. I like. I love to bake. Okay. And it's just the hosts are great, and I, that's one guilty pleasure of mine. Um, another one that I just discovered right now, if we're going to talk recently, is mm-hmm. what would you do in the shadows? Okay. Freaking watch that show. I, I, watched I haven't the seen movie. the movie yet. I didn't like it, and it, everybody raves over it. I didn't like the movie, and so I've been afraid <laughs> of the show. Give it a chance. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I have not seen the movie, so I have no idea. Have you seen either about. the movie or the show, Terry? Uh, yeah, I, see, I saw the movie. I saw about half of it. Um, <laughs> I just didn't like it. I loved all the people involved. What's this? Tahiti, Takawini, Wakawini. Takawatati. Yeah. I'm just going to say Bush Garden. Okay. And then. Okay. And I love the Flight of the Concord guys. So anything with them is brilliant. I love Flight of the Concords. I'm a huge fan. Um, so all those guys, Riz Darby, holy shit. Are you shit. a Tenacious D fan? I'm not a hater, but I'm not like a fan. Uh, does that make sense? Like, I yeah. like them. I appreciate them. Um, Jack Black's a little over the top for me. I think he's great. But I hate the zippity boobity poobity 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 It gets on my nerves. Um, but I like him when he's not doing that. Uh, and so, But I still appreciate the art. They're amazing at what they do. Um, I like Kyle. If I had to watch one of them, like, he tickles me like in um, Elf. When he's by yeah. himself, I think he's hilarious. <laughs> um, so I enjoy him, and I appreciate. But I'm not. I, I prefer Flight of the Concords. So I, I watched the movie What We Do in the Shadows. I tried it. I, I just I was so ready. I was like, this would be hilarious, and I laughed like one time in the movie. And so I've been afraid of the show, but I may still go give it a shot and see what it's uh, if it's any better. But uh, I'm not a fan of the movie. But I love those guys. All the people involved are brilliant. And one more, one yeah. more guilty pleasure. Yeah, well, anything. You don't have to be three necessarily, but. Uh, if you got one that you're doing uh, lately, the, the, the what we do in the shadows, and again, the great Okay, bake so off. this is a guilty pleasure, and you're, I don't even know if I should say it, but I'm gonna. Okay. Horror porn. Horror porn? Horror. 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 Movie. Horror movie. Scary movie porn. Yes. Got it. Meaning like. But actual porn. Like movie, like porns that are spoofs of horror movies. No. No. Okay. <laughs> porn that is i mean it it scares you enough oh okay but it's porn okay like so not like a the, friday the dick teenth kind of kind, porny, like, not the classic there's one porn there's one where there's like two girls you know chained up or whatever and then there's like this beast uh-huh. in the back that somebody has oh, like like oh, okay so yeah. you really combine the the slasher of the cutting the girl in half and the fucking the girl they never cut in half right. they just they just fuck okay. so i mean there's no blood involved or anything right. but it, it's just it's scary to think that something could happen like that. I, I mean, um, I know this is awful, but I, I like, I, I get that. I, I appreciate that. Because I, I too, in my own um, 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 fantasy of porn watching, I like some of the aggressive stuff that, that borderlines on the force. Um, Cause where you have the monster, it's taboo. Yeah. And it's like, do I really want to rape anybody? No. Is that girl no, really getting raped? No. Cause no, I've seen her in no, nine no. videos and I know she would have reported that shit by now. There's no way that little girl let herself get raped nine times and put it online without signing some paperwork, bitch. I can enjoy no, this no, no. guilt free in the same way that I know Christopher Walken didn't shoot that dude. And I can watch that I movie. I am extremely selective about my porn. It has to be Nothing high production. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, oh, no, I like amateur repu- stuff too. Reputable web, you know, a reputable okay. porn company. But I, I see the the thrill in the monster taking the girl yeah. taboo. I see that. Yeah. I don't. I can't get into the cartoon. They always advertise those once in a while. I like cartoon tentacle see, porn. Man, not my thing. I get it. Or but I'm maybe not, not cartoon, but more like a 3D type okay. thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I get that. <laughs> well, that uh, took a turn, but I. Uh, <laughs> We did outlaw anybody saying masturbating for guilty pleasure. You specifically selected a type of porn. That is a wonderful loophole. Um, and nobody's ever skirted it that way. Like four or five people have tried to say masturbating, and that's in the rules. Terry and I declared early you couldn't. That's not a guilty pleasure because we all love that. Right. And so, but you specifically went, I like this, implying, and we know that's the moment, yeah. but nailed it. Nailed it. That was good. That was good. So people, you should masturbate every day, by the way. Just, just a, once a, a day. Uh, I mean, you know, okay, if you, can, if you like, can get it in. I'm like, I may be especially in trouble. if you're a woman, right? Just it uh, will elevate your mood and make you feel so much better. Could not agree more. <laughs> I could not agree more. That it's typically part of my morning shower shit routine. It's it's just right there. I'm all together. You know, I've got a Red Bull cigarette and you know rubbing one out to get my day going. <laughs> so I I agree. I agree. So that is a that is a wonderful list. One of the things I think that we talked about earlier that that bring in the show is is learning things and bringing people to 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 new things of hey here's something you might know you like but let me introduce it to you and we'll find out we like the same stuff and we can be friends and the world can be a better place. We like to get real and we've had a fun ride, you know, guilty pleasures and, and fantasy groups, but let let's be real for a minute. You you have a family, someday you're gonna leave a legacy, you're not gonna be you've shaken your last booty, you've popped your last pasty, and and somewhere you have to leave a legacy. What what do you want written on your tombstone? What do you want that last legacy to say? Now see, I'm not gonna be buried, so you say that and cremated I, I'm taking cremated? things literal literal. Are we getting cremated? Yeah, and okay. put, and put into a so, tree. So. Okay, so at the base of that tree, there's a small plaque that would hold what a tombstone would hold. What legacy at the bottom of your tree do you want yeah. left? Um, I would like for it to say, she just wanted to see you succeed. Brilliant. Brilliant. And that's for that's for everybody. Yeah. Like, Brilliant. anybody that I meet, I... I practice compersion a lot, like compersion. Compersion. That is. That's a cat, right? I mean, I I, <laughs> I had a Himalayan once. They're kind of related. I feel good when you feel good. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Um, like that. It, the term is brought up a lot in polyamory. Right. But right, right. If you're doing well and I see you succeed, that makes my heart happy. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, I watch, you know, one of the guilty pleasures we talked about with Kirk Keller, uh, Deadbeat of Comedy out of Auburn uh, or Montgomery, Alabama, was he, he also is like me, loves the um, the potato-faced kid who walks out on American <laughs> Idol and you have no clue what's going to happen. And then the voice of Pavarotti pulls out and we all start crying. And, yeah. like, and it's yeah. that thing. It's like uh, watching that person succeed probably for the first time in their life. Um, is amazing, and I do. I, I get so empathetic. So, compersion. I like that. I like. I like that a lot. That's yeah. a great, great way to to leave a legacy. I think that is, and I hope it's a beautiful tree. I hope it plants into some beautiful dogwood or magnolia or whatever you want. And it's gonna be a peach tree. Excellent, and it bears fruit, and <laughs> it fruit looks like ass, yeah. and that's 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 a that's a perfect so, legacy. To the leave. circle of life. So, with your perfect legacy left, let's bring it back up and not end on a downer <laughs> note because this has been a blast of an episode. When you're not on stage doing what you do and you, you, you have no reason 
to not say anything but your top answer where's your happy place where do you go when there's no work to be done or, or you don't have to be anywhere you can be wherever you want to be where is that place my happy place is um in bed with my husband mm-hmm. laying on his chest he's hot i would be, that sounds like a great place to be i don't know again for listeners you're he not gonna is. get this but he's i'd fuck him i'll just be honest with you i would fuck him he is hot a lot of people very, yeah very no attractive. i mean like he's again <laughs> for the record he doesn't you know, think so though and that's just, oh my god are you but kidding i mean me? he grew up that way you know like oh daddy yeah. porn fuckable in a heartbeat yeah and so being you, if in i bed, had a dollar for every time he got hit on at the edge oh yeah honestly being in bed with your husband is already a fantastic start to a happy place let me just tell you but at the end of the day in bed laying on his chest about to drift off i mean and just everything just melts away yeah i love it i love it that is a perfect place to, to, to end it. That is fantastic. Jennifer, thank you for being here. This thank has been a lot you, of fun. Lance. I know you've got a show and got to run. And we I do. timed I it perfect. Look how perfect we did that. How look at that. Check it out. We're, we've got we got one last Shut thing to say goodbye. Up. But I told you it was perfect. So yes. your your totally fuckable husband will be here to pick you up to shuttle you <laughs> show in a minute. But I want to thank you for being here. And again, to check out all your your, your Hellcat hotties and your Salome cabarets and be there for those shows because they're awesome. But I know um, like yourself, the the audience for those shows are great and that's why we love doing this because the audience is great and we appreciate them being there i really hope you have me back i've uh, had a whole ton of fun open invitation open invitation yes. honestly open invitation you pick a topic and you got it we're gonna you do it because um, i i love the fact that you love being here i appreciate anybody who appreciates me and and it's the audience is the whole reason I, i'm here and that's why you know i always sign off by thanking my guests and terry in the audience because a, a a crowd without a comic is still a crowd but a comic without a crowd is just a narcissistic asshole with a microphone. And that's where I'd be without you guys. So thank you for being here on Deadbeat Radio, Outlander Media Network. We are in our new home with our new tunes and our same old unfiltered, unbiased, unnecessary bullshit. I'll see you guys next time. Oh